Hello, I'm Martijn Graat and this is Does Logistics Matter? A podcast on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics. Answering yes to the question today is Didier Duponcel, Business Unit Director at Ahlers. On this episode, we talk about the developments in e-commerce logistics in Europe, the US and the Russian CIS regions. We discuss the challenges Western companies face when they want to grow their business in Russia online and how to solve them. Please enjoy my conversation with Didier Duponcel. DJ, welcome to the show. Hi, Martin. Thanks for being uh, here. Yeah, DJ, my, my first question is always, does logistics matter? Martin, logistics is the backbone of the economy. It's a necessity. I'm taking that as a yes. <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. Uh, uh, DJ, how, how did you uh, end up in logistics yourself? By coincidence, I was studying at university in Antwerp and uh, yeah, you could not see um, besides the port, the containers and everything surrounding it. So uh, it's very clear that that would, would be my future at that time already. Oh, I like that story because I, I, I studied uh, business in Rotterdam and, you know, and so my view was even better because we have the port of Rotterdam. <laughs> we so, can discuss about so, that yeah <laughs> i know i know uh no both ports are great both rotterdam and antwerp um so uh so dj the topic you wanted to discuss was was e- e-commerce uh and i know you specialize in e-commerce in in uh, uh not in uh, the antwerp or the rotterdam region but in uh, russia and and the cis countries so so how, how did you end up in that part of the world? Well, it's actually the, the company and the owner who had a lot of affinity uh, with the region already back from the Soviet times that they operated vessels and agency services developed into forwarding services. And with the fall of the, of the wall in Berlin, um, we, had, uh, we put boots on the ground um, in 93 already. So, and as from that, it developed into a forwarding and a warehousing player uh, from the start. And uh, with a sustainable vision um, already for over yeah, 25 years now and counting. Yeah, that's impressive. So, so, so uh, what I know from, from, uh, from what I see here in Europe and, and, and what I read uh, of what's happening in, in the US, uh, e- e-commerce is, is booming. Especially with the developments of the of the of the last two years, uh, it's uh, well, it's gone through the roof. Uh, how is that in 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 in, uh, in the Russian CIS region? Well, I could say, um, of course, Russia and the CIS region is a, is a developing. They are developing countries, and so um, the growth pace is even higher um, compared today. Uh, compared today to US and Europe, of course, e-commerce it's a it's one more sales channel, let's say. <clears throat> it's a sales channel where the end customer is running the show. And whether you choose for it or not, if you don't choose for it, you better have a strong story being a producing company. Um, and it's the same for logistics provider. In the end, we are working in, we call it derived demand. Yeah? It's what our customers need. And we will mm-hmm. make sure that we service what they need. So uh, we work very, very much for retail, fast-moving consumer goods customers. And we feel that 
in these countries, the demand for e-commerce uh, is, is picking up at an extremely high pace. It's the driver also of the warehousing demand even. Players like Ozon, uh, Yandex, maybe names not familiar in these uh, countries, but they can be compared with the Amazons uh, of, these, of this world, in fact. So the driver and, and, and is, is enormous. Uh, and the reason is um, the internet penetration degree amongst adults in Russia is extremely high. Extremely high, more than 87% of people have a mobile smartphone and they, 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 they order online as well. What we also see next to the fact that it's a habit for the people, um, it's an incredible gain for them. Do not forget Moscow and St. Petersburg are one of the mo- or two of the most congested cities in the world. So mm-hmm. if you can, uh, after a day of work and you're still two hours in a traffic jam and your, your, your vegetables and your meat to cook your dinner are at the front door when you arrive or just at the, at the shop next door and you don't have to go there and spend and lose even more time, it's a great yeah. convenience, in fact. So the level of convenience is a lot higher sometimes than what we experience in Europe or in the US. So next to the fact that um, the market is expected to triple in the next uh, three to four years, and it's already substantial today. So the growth space uh, will be enormous. For example, we see uh, the marketplaces like Ozon, they are investing today um, in around a million square meters every six months to increase their footprint. Yes, in the different cities and not even the bigger cities, even the smaller cities, they are investing in locations to be close to their end customers, in fact. And of course, all the companies who are producing and who want to have their products on their on the Ozone platform, or they need to be in these warehouses, or they need to deliver very fast to these warehouses, or even direct to customers, because all the options exist very similar than what we have in, uh, in Europe or in the US. Yeah, I think it was your colleague uh, Stefan that mentioned this to me the, as well that that this this growth in e-commerce in in Russia is um, uh, leading to uh, a huge shortage also in in uh, in people, uh, but also in in warehousing space. So it's uh, it, yeah, especially if there's a is if there's a, a an active company that that expands in in that rate, I, I can imagine that uh, that there's hardly any space left. For sure. In the larger cities, we have um, we are experiencing this as we as we speak. Yes, and they are. Um, it's actually to that extent that these companies cannot find anymore what they need in the market, so they are building, buying land plots and building themselves even. No, I just I just wanted to ask you guys have a a, a solid uh, a, a solid base of, of warehouses in the important regions, uh, right? Absolutely, we are in in four of the biggest cities: uh, Moscow, Saint Petersburg, Chelyabinsk, and Novosibirsk, which mm-hmm. then stretches all the way to eastern Siberia, and uh, which is critical because many of our customers um, they start mainly in Moscow or Saint Petersburg. And then they want to grow into the different regions. So having a warehousing footprint covering the, the, the biggest portion of the populated area 
of course makes perfect sense. Especially, and again, I come to the why, lo- why does logistics matter? It's a backbone. It's mm-hmm. a backbone, and the backbone today within e-commerce is being close to the market, being close to the end customers or to these marketplaces. Uh, and are, are there differences in, in the approach uh, to, to getting products to uh, people in, in, in the urban areas uh, as opposed to uh, the, the far away areas? I mean, I, I can imagine that, that there's somebody in Siberia with a mobile ordering something on, on Ozone as well. Absolutely. There is still a big difference. I mean, if you're living in the city center of Moscow, you even have the concept of dark stores where you can have your groceries within 10 to 15 minutes. So that's a concept that exists today. Of course, if you're living uh, somewhere in Krasnoyarsk in in the mountains, close to mining areas, very remote, it's still feasible. um, But you will will have your goods in four to five days. So that's a bit the extreme, but that's and that's normal. I mean, but before, do not forget, it could be two, three, sometimes four weeks before you got your goods. So also this has accelerated to a certain extent. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a huge improvement. So so what uh, what what's the effect on uh, the, on the on the warehousing operations that you run of this increase in, in, in e-commerce activity? Mm. It, it, it is developing. So we have customers in our fast mover consumer good business, um, in our retail business. Um, of course, they want to grow. They need to grow. We need to assist. So this means a huge change for our normal, let's call it, standard distribution activities of putting an order 48 hours in advance. Today, we receive orders before one o'clock in the afternoon and the goods need to be ready at uh, seven o'clock, uh, ready for pickup some even at six o'clock. So where before it was just like one order, like an urgent order, which we managed. Now today it's almost two thirds of the orders of these customers. So it puts massive pressure on people uh, and on space because you need to have preparatory zones. You need to have uh, all these these points. Besides that, it also requires uh, integration between the colleagues from warehousing and transportation. So also there is a requirement for additional coordination because these pickup, uh, these, uh, these trucks to pick up these goods need to be there at seven, need to be the right trucks and they need to be there every day. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and they need to be there on time, right? I mean, if you look at a warehouse, then, then the loading area is, is, is it's, it's the most expensive area in, in the warehouse because you can't do anything with it if, if there's uh, truckloads of goods just waiting. Yeah, correct. And, uh, and, and the longer the line of trucks and the more stuff there's waiting, the less room you have to actually do something uh, that adds value. I fully agree. But operating space today uh, is worth gold. Um, because the, the faster you have your turnarounds, the more money you can make as well. So as such, it's worth, it's worth the investment. Um, but it's, it is clear that organizing e-commerce um, yeah, adds costs. That's clear. It adds yeah. costs. Uh, but of course, if um, your customer can grow 30%, it is logic. He's willing to invest a few percent in more logistics spent in order to enable this. So, so uh, can you highlight some of the changes that, that, uh, that Alers has made to its operations to accommodate these, uh, this, this growth and these customers? 
Yes, we have started. Um, so by freeing up more operating space and zone, we have put actually um, computers on the warehousing floors because these people actually even follow up the stocks at the marketplaces, for example. They follow up in the warehouse, okay, how many of this product is put at the Yandex marketplace? So they actually are going to replenish, so they manage the replenishments uh, from the warehouse. So we've invested in, in software to accommodate this, um, so that's also a portion. We have um, changed our uh, planning of the people because it's clear that if the majority of the orders comes in before one o'clock instead of throughout the day, that we need mm -hmm. to have different people at different moments uh, of the day. So we have more uh, operators uh, during the, the, the second part of the day, clearly. So we have changed shifts, uh, which has an impact as well on, on many other things. Um, so, so yes, picking zones, of course, we have expanded the picking zones uh, on the mm -hmm. floors because instead of moving pallets, people want to move, need to move boxes or pieces even. Uh, also, we have invested in, 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 in tables and, and we are now um, having a project to see how far we should go with conveyors because the more volume you have, the more it becomes interesting to invest in, in semi-automated solution yeah. instead of purely manual uh, labor. Because labor yeah. is, in these markets today, uh, also uh, scarce. So, so how, how do you guys solve that? I mean, uh, what, 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 uh, uh, apparently you can find the people because uh, you, you guys are, are uh, it, it works, what you're doing works uh, and you're getting the stuff out and making the customers happy. So uh, what, what do you do in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of your, your people that, that makes them stay, that makes them want to work uh, at Ahlers? Yeah, there are multiple, multiple reasons. I think uh, being an international company, having very transparent and we call them white salaries, um, is already attractive. I mean, we have... Can you explain that term? I, I don't know the term white, the white salaries. salaries. Well, there are still companies within Russia who pay part of the salaries uh, cash. So, ah. yes. So there's many, but if, if it's going well, there is a lot of cash available. But if it's going yeah. less well, and there's always waves in economy, then of yep. course people get a lot less and yeah, it's not official. So you see they fall back to their uh, white part of their salary. So we don't uh, follow that reasoning. So we give a really stable, according to international framework, um, a salary package uh, with, a, which, with a very attractive environment, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, and that's much appreciated by, by the people. We also tend to pay um, market level or above because we want to attract the better people um, well, because we are not um, a cost leader. We ask for uh, a small premium for the services, but that is reflected in the very high service which our customers get. And indirectly, it's a return for them because they have a lot less claims of wrong picking, of wrong packaging, of wrongly sending out goods, etc. So um, our customers appreciate it and uh, also our employees appreciate this. So that is one of the reasons why we um, have a good reputation and why we keep attracting uh, very good people uh, within our operations. Nice. So uh, how do you see uh, developments uh, in e-commerce? Uh, moving forward in in uh, in the Russian CIS region, you will have 
those who will make the choice to follow or those who will not make the choice to follow. But I think the future will be for those who make the choice to follow this new trend and who will change their processes, their network, uh, and everything, their IT systems, in order to be uh, accommodate this growth and this uh, facilitating this new distribution channel. So, and this is actually what you're saying sounds like the, the exact approach that Alars is taking uh, to, to towards well towards logistics in general and e-commerce uh, being specific. Absolutely, we will be part of the successful flow. Uh, so uh, one of the things that you uh, didn't uh, highlight in this uh, in, in your last recap of, of uh, what's going to happen to e-commerce is uh, the level of automation in uh, logistics operations. So you were talking about uh, uh, increasing the semi-automation. C- can you can you uh, elaborate on that on automation? Yes, absolutely. Today salary costs are still quite low, so it's less obvious. Yeah to make uh, big investments in in automated, fully automated solutions. Um, The semi-automated is like putting conveyors, uh, maybe maybe, um, doing the the wrapping, et cetera, uh, automating some kind of sub-processes. That's what's on on the agenda. For specific customers, if you have a bit longer term contracts, this is perfectly possible. Um, Paybacks are, are very fast, so within one year, so this all makes sense. Of course, yeah. the trend today is that labor becomes more and more scarce. And also there is a lot of pressure on the salaries upwards. So they become more expensive. And we do believe if this trend continues for the next two to three years, then it will become more and more interesting for uh, more automation. But today we are in a, in a salary level which still is feasible to cover that. So, But the trend is bound to come, but it's according to um, what we see in the market uh, still early. So, and, and first it's uh, it's uh, on, on the level of uh, semi-automation and, and conveyor belts, and then uh, further in the future, the, 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 the mobile robots that, that, uh, that we're seeing moving uh, in, in videos from Amazon and, and, and uh, AliExpress? I do believe for the market players are doing this. They are investing in this already. They are investing in this because they have their own assets, their own warehouses, and they they have uh, they also see this growth, and they are investing themselves. Um, we are coming one step behind them, in fact, in the supply chain. So we actually, uh, well, actually in front of them, we actually supply them with goods as yeah. such. So it's it's also a demand. So we probably will follow in three to four years, and it will all depend on the volume which we will do. They know this automation is driven by the labor situation, but also by the volume and also by the error margins, etc. Today, these incredible large volumes of very small quantities is today yet not present within um, our part of the supply chain. Ah, So you you handle uh, relatively larger volumes uh, which, yeah. yeah, okay, that we, makes we, sense. We actually have a combination of sending, for example, um, we do a lot of picking, but we palletize them and those go to the marketplace. And then they repalletize them, put them in their conveyors and in their own system. But what we also have is a separate one, and this is growing, but not as fast, 
and also not for 2,000 different products, let's say, or, 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 or uh, producers, eh? like mm-hmm. the, the Ozons or the Amazons of this world. They have so many different, um, let's say, suppliers of goods. While with us, we yeah. still work for maybe 10, 15 fast mover consumer goods. So this amount of volume is still um, too low. To justify these investments in automation, that's the big yes. difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't you don't ship out as much yet on on package level. It's uh, it's more consolidated pallets. Exactly. We do have it. Huh? We do do it, but it's still marginal mm-hmm. for us. It's still yeah. small because these so our customers grow that that it will you so but you do expect that to grow. We do expect that to grow absolutely. Uh, we we having now one customer for which, whom we are actually uh, doing this already. They go directly, so they bypass the marketplace. So it's an end mm-hmm. end story. They have their classic uh, sales channel. They have a retail chain. They have um, the marketplace. So they want us to deliver to Ozone or to other marketplaces, and they also have the direct channel. So where we organize uh, delivery. Um, at the end, uh, cons- customer, in fact. So, mm-hmm. and for this last channel, we see this is still a very small portion of the business. And of course, if you have, uh, when this would grow very fast, this would imply again that we need to extend our network because we need to be a lot more locations within, for example, Russia or Ukraine, because we did not highlight Ukraine. Ukraine is as is developing almost as fast. Um, so, but we need to expand then the network. Need to uh, be at more more locations as well. Yeah, for, but it all depends on the volume. And today, yeah. uh, this is still limited. So, so uh, what we're seeing, uh, or what I'm seeing here in Europe, and 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 what we're seeing in the US as well, is also uh, an increased focus on sustainability when it comes to these these uh, rising e-commerce volumes. Uh, how how is that in in your region? Yeah, sustainability. Um, it's a it's a it's a very double double thing. On the one hand, um, all the producing companies or multinationals are considering this, and they expect also to be as sustainable as possible. Um, so so let's so that's clear. Uh, on the other hand, cost is still so important that sustainability is not always put at the first position. In terms of yeah. making decisions or the way forward, so um, yeah, that's today's reality. Yeah, and, and I and I know that you guys have uh, uh, find sustainability very important, but uh, but obviously everything you do you do in a in a partnership with the customer, and you can only do so much, right? I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, see, both both parties need uh, need to I guess invest is the right word. Because you you have to uh, give up a little bit of your margin to uh, to to become more sustainable. Absolutely, that's what we tend to proactively do. We tend to show them their CO two um, uh, levels, and also we tend to um, we're doing these these network analysis if they are having some some um, supply chains. We make full analysis, and uh, we tend to give them advice. To say, okay, look, you could optimize not only in terms of costs or service levels, but also in terms of CO2. So all these uh, possibilities exist, um, but you need to have quite 
a good partnership with your customer in order to also receive all this information. We have a lot, of course, being their um, uh, logistics yeah. service provider, but there is more, of course, that you need to have also the value of the, of the goods. You need to have um, also the strategy behind it. But for example, multimodal is always possible. If you always drive your truck to Russia, why would you not use the ship? The yep. vessels are already a lot more, uh, eco- yeah, let's say, ecologically. Uh, and mostly in terms of price, it's very competitive. But on the other hand, yeah, they might be a few days longer on the roads or on the sea. So the lead times are a bit longer. Yeah, that that that's it, right? I mean, obviously, I mean, the plane is the fastest, but but then it's truck because because rail takes more time and and ship and and barge take take more time as well, and there's also maybe uh, limited connectivity to, uh, to 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 certain regions or certain certain parts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do not forget, people uh, railing within ex-Soviet countries, uh, they are diesel engines. Eh? These trains are ah. diesel engines. Eh? They're, they're not electrified. So, it, yeah, the arguments which so, work in Europe don't work yeah. on, the, on, on that side. I didn't think of that. So that's uh, oh. so that's not not a, a uh, not a, that doesn't have a a, a, a a positive benefit in terms of uh, carbon footprint. Then exactly, exactly. Okay. And therefore, also, it's so important. Again, the distance uh, the distances are so long that you need to have all these local warehouses to yeah. be closer to the market. So you see the circle is getting round. Makes perfect sense. No? Yeah. And that will not change. I mean, that evolution will not change. Okay, DJ, well, th- th- thank you for, for, for explaining the, the, the e-commerce situation in, in uh, Russia and CIS. Uh, I, I, I've learned a, a, a lot and uh, there's, there, are, uh, there are a lot of differences. Um, so for, for companies that, that are uh, from Europe or from the US and that, that want to uh, expand and uh, expand their business and, and, and do it with e-commerce in, in Russia and CIS, what advice do you have for them? Well, it's quite simple. You need, in these markets, you need to have an experienced partner, a partner that you can trust, a partner who, who's there for a long time, who understands the dynamics, the speed of the dynamics, and who can guide you in making uh, of your e-commerce story uh, a true success. Excellent advice, uh, DDA. Thank you very much for sharing your wisdom and your time. You're welcome. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Does Logistics Matter? For more on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics, visit our blog at www.logisticsmatter.com. This podcast was produced by Dimitri Vleugel. The music is based on a sample by Ragaman and produced by Michael Spengler. This episode was sponsored by Ahlers. For more than 110 years, Ahlers has been helping clients all over the world. Active in three regions, Europe, CIS and Asia, they provide state-of-the-art logistics and tailor-made solutions. Their services focus on supply chain solutions, warehousing, project and machinery logistics, secure transportation of high-value and or theft-sensitive goods, trade facilitation and after-sales services, and supply chain data analytics. 
Alles finds the best solutions that fit the customer profile perfectly. They enable customers to stay focused on their core business and manage innovative supply chain solutions which add value. They solve supply chain challenges in complex environments. Find out more at www.ahlers.com. That's A-H-L-E-R-S.